and we are back for another par train. Our man Stratton is drinking, I think he's on his 11th Mai Tai. If you guys want to follow him on social media, he's tracking each one. He's on his 11th Mai Tai in Hawaii. So it's just your boy, Sir and I, the original duo. What's going on, my man? Yo, yeah. I think, uh, I think Strat is uh, feeling good, but we understand why he couldn't make it you know, today. So. so this is another Chipping Away episode. Um, these have been some of our most popular episodes. Actually, been getting more listens than some really big guests. So we appreciate the support. And it seems like the listeners love a little long-form unpacking of things. So this is kind yes. of like a continuation of the mental game, which I know a lot of people loved. But this one is just focused on fear. Okay? Strat and wow. Serm are making fun of me because I kept pushing <laughs> for this. I thought it was something that people need to hear. And they're like, oh, you're a big fear guy, huh? What are you so scared of? And uh, here we are. So we're going to unpack fear, why people are afraid, why you're so scared on the golf course. How does fear on the golf course relate to other fears in your life? Um, we'll break everything down. And then we'll, at the end, talk about how to break out of that cycle. So that yeah, you guys we're going we're we're to hype you guys up when it's all said and done. So don't worry. Don't worry. I mean, you'll basically listen to this and thrive in your life and on the golf course. I mean, isn't that what we do? Life life coaches here on the part You know, half life coach, half comedian. That's what we do. Okay. Uh, Well, first things first, you know, not a big academic guy. Haven't looked up dictionary.com in a long time. But for today, I thought it'd be helpful to even understand what, when you define the word fear, what is it? And this is interesting. It's an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. I mean, if that's not the first tee box, I don't know what is. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. It's, not, it, it's definitely not the dry, it's definitely not the range, the warm-up before. It's definitely the first tee box. <laughs> I think the main takeaway here is it's an, it's an emotion that's caused by a belief. So you're, I mean, we're going deep quick, but your, your thoughts that you think over and over, that's all a belief is. So it's just right. your thoughts that create a belief, and then it's an emotion that you feel, which you can easily reverse. But we'll get at that at the end, at the end okay? But I think this is a good primer. Okay? Well, yeah, well, maybe we should dive into some of the fears, Ev. Yeah, so that's a good point. So we did some more research because we're big <laughs> research guys. And we, I mean, this list is pretty surprising. This is the top 10 fears in life uh, that people list, according to like some world atlas. It was a bizarre source, but hey, we're rolling with it. Number 10, and forgive me if I mispronounce some of these, uh, mysophobia is number 10. This is the fear of germs, okay? Number nine is agoraphobia. These are people that have so much anxiety. It's more of the feel of like the fear of environment. Like they don't want to leave their house. It, it's, it's a lot of anxiety. It's tough. It's tough to watch. Number eight is social phobia. Similar to this, but it's more about social situations. They can't be sure. in social situations. You know, they wouldn't thrive in CIRM's real estate, post-work, happy hour type scene, okay? No, no chance. No. They want to go to the high-rise in Chicago, and they want to they close the blinds, okay? Yeah. Um, trypanophobia is the fear of needles. I know CIRM's got that one. Guy's not a big needle guy. Right. Number six astrophobia this i did not know about this well, surprises me this relates to the course a little bit you play with certain people there's lightning in the area people are not screwing around we we experienced <laughs> this together in branson yeah uh, some people is, want to keep playing and some people want to get out of there <laughs> <laughs> this is thunder and lightning number six astrophobia i didn't think it would be even on the list let alone number six like are people really that scared of lightning and thunder i figured like hurricanes or earthquakes or actual disasters would be on there instead of thunder and lightning. Um, number five is even more surprising. Sinophobia. Dogs. Fear of dogs. Yeah, sad to hear. Who's, who's scared of a dog? Yeah. Now, the last four, I think, make sense. The last four is what you'd expect. But, I mean, to quote Seinfeld, Snowball? He practically runs on batteries. <laughs> Number four. Last four. The last four. Aerophobia. 
fear of flying. Okay, that's that makes sense. Acrophobia number three, fear of heights. Ophidiophobia number two, that's fear of snakes. And then the one that we all know, arachnophobia, fear of spiders. Definitely got that one. Great movie, Jeff Daniels. One of my favorites. Yeah, great fun fact by Serm. <laughs> hey, Serm, just to let you know, if we're in the same room and there's a spider coming in, I ain't killing it. That's all you. Well, at least you're honest about it. I got you number know? one. So that's a lot of fears, guys. I don't, you know, there's nothing to be scared of. We're all, you're in the trust tree. We're all here for each other. Um, but we're golf, talking about golf here. We're talking about golf. <laughs> and it's, fu- this is funny though. Like we just listed 10 fears. You are probably more scared more regularly because you experience it more often with the game of golf. Like it sounds silly, but I guarantee it's happening and you don't even realize it. Our first question here that I would love to figure out is why does golf produce more fear than other games for beginners for example let's use bowling as one like if you know you suck at bowling and you tell your friends yeah i don't you know i'm lucky if i break 80 or 100 like really bad at bowling um they don't care they still go bowling what what is it about golf that makes people that suck and new beginners not even want to not even want to try it I think there's a few, I think there's a few things. I mean, there's just such a, uh, I guess golf's just a, there's so much to golf, right? You know, it's such a hard, it's such a hard sport and you, you're out on a golf course, you're out there for hours on end and the lights and the camera always seem to be just on you when it's your t- turn to hit. Hmm. You know, when you're out bowling, bowling, you're with a group of people and, you know, or if you're playing tennis, you're playing against somebody and you've got all these people around you, um, to kind of concentrate in on your abilities or skills, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it really sets a stage to expose poor performance, right? And people generally are fearful of that. So do you think um, it's more the time commitment or the social embarrassment? I think it's both, right? I mean, if you've got an opportunity to, to hit hundreds of bad shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, so it's, it's just so demoralizing in that sense. Now, obviously, you want to have a good people, – people are beginners. They like the game. They have a good attitude, and that one good shot will hopefully keep bringing you back or those couple putts. Or, but it just – I think it really just it, – it just, it just tests people mentally. And that's why people quit. So I, I think it's, it's more about the, the bad shots, the mess-ups are worse in golf than any other game. So like – yeah. Is there anything worse than you standing in front of your friends and it's all quiet and you're just, it's just you standing over this ball and you like miss it or you top it or you shank it and literally a beginner is there all day long and they can't hit it. Right. And it, it's demoralizing. If you're a bad bowler, you're, you're not, that's fine. You're a bad bowler, but you're not slowing up the game. You're not slowing up the process for anybody, right? There's a good time. In golf, <laughs> if you can't hit it, you, you feel like you're, bringing everybody down. Right. And that's tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's one of the really tough things you have to, um, getting back to, you have to overcome that fear early on when you're playing. Right. You're not going like, to get any better if you're not out on the course, right? It's the only way, you, you know, being in that environment. Yeah, like what's the worst case scenario in bowling? You throw it in the gutter? Okay. Right. <laughs> you, you, you kind of laugh, smile, throw your hands up in the air and, and walk back to your group and then drink a beer. You know, it's like, right. it's not yeah. a deal. Right. Let me ask you this. Do you think people are more scared? So this is like moving beyond the beginner for a second. These are people, you know, 15 handicaps below. Um, do you think people are more scared to shoot a high score or are they more scared of the social embarrassment that comes with it? Um, I think it's probably... Think it's a personal thing or external, like a, a social thing? We're talking under 15 handicap or over 15, like an over 15 handicap player? Maybe like I don't know, like twenty and below, like or yeah. Like they can um, I, play, I think, you know. Right. I mean, I think. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I guess this is a harder one to think about. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's an interesting question because they play off of each other. Um, I would say. I think if you're when you're under a twenty handicap, you've got skills, right? right? probably shot in the 80s 
you know, so I, I think that's, I think if, if you're going to unpack why maybe you know, people, you know, have fear out of the golf course, it's, it's more to do with their own specific, you know, mental and physical outcomes. People over that, I do think, you know, just struggle, you know, at times because they're just embarrassed of their abilities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I guess, okay, well. They can't get out of their own head, right? And then they got to, they want to drink more beer on the golf course. They want to loosen up. It takes to the back nine. They start hitting some good shots, right? Um, well, I guess here's another way to think about it. When, when have you been more upset about not playing well? When you're playing with friends or when you're a random single with strangers? Um, I, I think I know your answer. You're probably, you know, when you're playing with friends. And that's probably true for the most part, right? Because they're your peers and you know what your peers think of you or don't think of you, right? I don't know. Sometimes I think it might be with strangers. Because strangers, it's like you don't have the comfort of friends and you're not out there having a good time. And you're just by yourself and you're with people you don't know. And I think it's easier to spin out of control and, and be like, oh, I don't want to be out here. You know, I don't know who these people are. It's not the like best group in the world. And you're a single. And I think more pressure can come as a single. If you're out there playing by yourself, you know, you're confident enough to do that. And I think there could be more fear that you're like slowing up these or, people yeah. you just met. You know where you're just not you're just not nearly as relaxed, right? Because right. you're not with you're not in an environment that you're familiar with, right? But yeah, it's an interesting. I'd love to hear people's thoughts. Maybe we put it to Twitter, but it's it's interesting yeah. because like the the difference of being how you are you more scared of the way you'll be viewed by others or the way you view yourself if you play bad. Um, both are rooted in the same issue. You're scared of an outcome and and tying your identity to that outcome which I think we can get into. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Like, Do you think that when you are on that first tee and you know it's your first shot of the day and everyone's watching yeah. you, I wonder if you put that on a scale, I wonder how the first tee moment compares to like walking into your, your first day on a new job. Or sure. going up to a, a girl at a bar. Where do they rank? Let's take those three. Where do you think they rank? Well, I think they're I think they're all similar, right? I mean, if you're not nervous on the first tee, then you don't care, right? You probably shouldn't be there. So it's good to be nervous, but it is very treacherous, right? Your heart's beating, your hands are sweaty. Um, but here's the difference, Ev, right? Like that that first that that you know final interview or that first day in the job. There's that buildup. You're nervous. Once you get there, then you're affected by somebody, another human, right? Mm-hmm. That, that just takes the whole situation into a whole other place and really, you know, gets you thinking about other things. In golf, <laughs> you know, you don't have anybody to tell you something else or to loosen up or, hey, you know, think about this. It, that's for you to control and figure out. So, you know, you could be nervous on that first tee. You all could be, it could be because it's the first tee. And then the second one, you could be nervous on that tee because there's water left and there's traps right. Right? Right. <laughs> so it, yeah, I think they're all similar situations where that buildup is there and that you have a ton of fear of what might happen. But golf's an individual sport and it carries over all throughout the day unless you know how to control it. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. The the fear of um of of not trying to go somewhere. So meaning there's let's take the open championship for example. OB left, OB right. Absurd, right. absurd hole. Um you're scared shitless because you don't want to go left and you can't go right. The I, I remember reading some uh sports psychology book that says ninety-nine percent of golfers always think about where not to go and then your psyche actually puts more focus on that and you actually hit there more right. versus thinking about I really want to hit it right here. Right. It's, it's a different way of thinking. I don't want to go left versus I want to go right. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that for a second. Well, how big of an impact have you seen that shift makes? Well, I think you have to, I think any good player has to identify where not, you have to know where you can't hit it, right? You have to know where you have to miss it. Yeah. Right. So 
if the trouble's left, <laughs> you've got to know that you've got to, I think you have to identify that. But then, you know, you're right. The stats do show if you get so caught up in where the trouble is, you hit it there, right? Because you want it, you feel like, you know, you still want to make an aggressive swing. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how you don't, you're going to think about where the trouble is, but you've got to, you've got to be able to feel that move that's, you know, that, that move in your swing where you're going to trust it enough to not hit it there, you know, or it's going to, it's going to go right if the trouble's left. Well, it's more of like a, like I've noticed, it's more about a process versus result thing. Which we'll right. probably get into more, but it's if you are, it doesn't change the fact that there's trouble left. You know there is, but if you get over the ball and you're really focused on this is my one thought, whether it's your takeaway or feeling at the top or how you kind of push off with your lower body at the bottom, hashtag Gankus, uh, then wow. you suddenly are really focused on your process and you're just really focused on executing that. And then suddenly, you smoke a three wood and it's the greatest feeling ever and you got a half chub and then you realize, oh, I wasn't even looking at the trouble on the left because I was so focused on my, my routine and my process. Yeah. Or you just, right, but you, <laughs> for some of the listeners out there, I mean, those are, you're, those are some kind of complicated things you're thinking about there, Ev. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's, and, and fear really comes from, you know, you don't trust whether it's your, your mechanics or the feelings enough and, you know, then you, you get to a hole where there is trouble and you, you're just so scared of your abilities and you hit poor shots, you know? So I, I mean, think sometimes I think I, I, in my experience, when you're most scared out on the golf course, it's from when you're thinking about too much and you just don't know what to trust mm -hmm. and well, you overcomplicate the process. Think about that cycle for a second, okay? You are, you walk up to the tee and your mind is racing. You're scared of messing up in front of friends or these people you just met, both equally right. as, as scary. Um, because your ego's at stake and you don't want to look right. like you suck and you don't want to look like, you know, oh wow, this is how it's going to be all day. You know, this guy's playing on our group and he can't hit the ball. Um, so you've got those fears of what you're going to do and messing up. Then you're thinking about the hazards and you're thinking about where not to miss it and how you really not good at bunkers. God, I really got to avoid that sand or I'm going to be in there all day like Hasselhoff, right? Then the cycle of all of these thoughts creates that emotion like we talked about at the beginning and suddenly you're really tight and you're tense and there's a lot of tension and suddenly you're, you're thinking about too much and you're almost paralyzed by it because you're, it's the opposite of freedom, right? And then your, your body tights up, you're hitting the ball worse, you get more upset, and suddenly you want to walk off the golf course because you're having such a miserable time. That all started by that little fear you had of what people think and the results that you're trying to control. It's a, it's right. a vicious, vicious right. cycle. Right. All right. I mean, and it's, you know, if that continues to happen to a lot of people or, you know, when it happens, you know, periodically, it's because you don't have a routine that you can rely on. You yeah. just don't. Well, it's right? that, it's that. And you're also way too attached to what's going to happen. Right. Like it's, it's, here's a funny thing. I've might've said I mean, this it probably maybe, it might, it might go in a little bit into, li into life too, right? Like if you're always worried about what people think, you know, whether it's of, of, of whatever you do, It'll succumb you. And in the golf course, it's the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Gary Vee says it all the time. You don't find true happiness until you remove all expectations from other people. Right. And who gives a shit what they think? Like, the, everyone experiences, everyone takes their life experiences well, and takes well, them differently. So, Ev, why don't you personalize a little bit? I mean, you feel like this is some, of the, some things you've battled or, you know, out on the course? In, so in this is situations. <laughs> this is funny. You guys teeing it up for me. Uh, you, it, it just blows my mind that you are out there in nature for five plus hours with friends in most cases, and you can totally miss 
the entire experience. You can be miserable the entire time. And you paid good money to do this. Like, it's, it blows my mind. Like, I've gone on expensive golf trips where I caught myself midway through, like Bandon Dunes, for example, 30-mile-per-hour winds, chilly, you know, missing it right, and that, that, that fucking breeze off the left is just carrying my wipey fade just way off into the, into the high rough. You know, it's frustrating. And I caught myself, I'm like, you know what? I've been wanting to come to this resort for years, and I'm here, and I'm not enjoying it because right. I'm, I'm caught up in what? I'm caught up in this idea that I wanted to play well here. And then I realized, okay, well, what happens if I would have played well? I tell a couple friends that I shot a 76 at Bannon in 30 mile power wins. What are they going to say? Holy shit, dude, that's awesome. I'd be like, yeah. And then I what? What happens? Nothing happens differently. I realized this the other day when I texted you. I shot a 74. I tied my best score ever. I was thinking about it during the round. I'm like, wow, you know, I'm really hitting a lot of greens. I'm hitting the ball well. I'm feeling relaxed. I played with my buddy Greg, who's, he's, he's a calming influence. He's, he's my guy. He's really fun to play with, and we, neither of us really care when we're out there. We just have fun. And, uh, I, you know, I started to think about the score a little bit. And then I thought about that exact thing. I said, okay, well, what's going to happen? If I shoot a 73 and not a 74 and I shoot one, one over, even if I shoot even par, I've never shot even par in 18 holes. And that's kind of like a gem you know, this pie-in-the-sky thing that I've always wanted to be able to say sure. I did. And let's say I do it, and I tell my friends, like, what happens? And then I realize, oh, nothing really happens. It's just something I tell people. Right. And it's a milestone I hit. And sure, you want to hit milestones. You want to reach your goals. You want to break 80 for the first time. You want to achieve the things you've always wanted to achieve. But I realize nothing changed. And so why am I putting so much pressure on a result. When you're, def you're defining yourself. Yeah. Why am sense. I defining myself with sh a guy that can shoot even par or my handicap or the score that I shoot? So I don't know the day that I shot a 74, I, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Like this idea that I don't care that always helps me come back. Right. And, and a lot of people do this when you play like shit on the front nine or you have a really bad first hole. Right. Like, I started... It's the class. Why, why do people shoot 47, you know, 39? Right. I mean, I started double-double <laughs> double at Torrey story, Pines. Right? I shot a 79. Yeah. So, well, like... Because you said, oh, man, you got out of my system, screw it. I'm just going to have fun on yeah, here Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, that, that's one best practice that's really worked for me that I would share is just keep telling yourself, anytime that little thought comes in your mind of, you know, oh, I'm starting to play well, or, oh, I really want to play the score, or shoot the score, or, oh, I really want to play well today, release it. Just right. like the club face. Fucking release it and be like, I don't, I really don't care. I don't care what the score is. Honestly, the fact that I'm even out here, I'm going to have fun, and hey, maybe I'll hit a, a few good shots, and... I'm going to try and get up and down and scramble from anywhere. I mean, isn't that fun to kind of like see, doesn't matter where you hit it. I mean, that's, that's probably so how Serm feels. What you're, I mean, I think what you're trying to say to listeners, I mean, you play your best golf when you, you just, you really keep it much more simple. You're right. You don't, you're just not concerned about the results and the people around you, you know, and, you just feel like you're you know, <laughs> being less bogged down by things, right? For sure. I mean, it's, it's the total detachment from outcomes. I don't care where the ball goes. I don't care what happens. Wherever it goes, I'll recover from it. And at the end of the day, like, I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to have fun, you know? And it sounds so cliche, but I tell you. But, but you get on the first tee with a couple guys who are – two handicaps and three handicaps and you've got a little more of a mental battle going on then. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about that before. I, I do play better when I play with people that are worse than me, which yeah. I don't know what that says, but I think it's just, it, it, well, what it says is that when I play with people that are worse for me, I have a, a stronger sense of confidence sure. where I know, you know, I'm the best in the group, whatever, as like a six handicap versus when I play with all, scratch golfers suddenly i'm the worst in the group 
and it's like this uphill. It, in the past, it's been this feeling of I need to I need to try and match them. I need to try and keep up. I hope I'm not slowing them down. And it's like I'm a six. Like I'm not slowing anybody yeah. down. You know, right. it's like what. Here's the other thing that I'll say, and we're getting real deep here, but that's what shipping away is all about, okay? We're not psychologists, but I will say, if you guys can't tell, the mental side of life and the game is something that I love and that I've studied since I was 16 years old, so almost 16 years. And it's something I really am passionate about because you can totally change your experience of how you live based on how you see it. And um, it's... I mean, how you handle yourself on the golf course, right? How you overcome fear and deal with... I mean, we're talking about fear. and It, it just it, it says a lot about really kind of who you are, right? Because when you play golf, golf doesn't define you. You, you, you're, you get that. It only re- but it, don't, it reveals you, right? Yeah. And I think that's the key so right <laughs> and it can it doesn't it reveals a lot about who you are as a person who you know as an athlete as you know just and sometimes it's one day is obviously different than the next day you know but it reveals a, a lot of you know your capabilities and it exposes a lot of things well yeah i mean you know and it, but and if you just think that if you just if you just think about it that way like oh golf's gonna reveal you know how i am on this on this sunny saturday It'll reveal, it'll reveal some things, you know, but it's not going to define who I am. Well, 72 versus 74. Well, let's talk about the flip side for a second. Golf is like the most ego driven game ever. Right. So like I've noticed, let's say you're at the range and I'm, you probably feel this way. Like when you go to the range, probably nine times out of 10, you're one of the best players at the range. Most people at the range are, you know, they hit a bucket of 80 balls. They're hitting like maybe less than 10 good ones, right? And they're just right. they're just, just reeling out there. They're just beating grinding, balls. Yeah, beating balls. The balls are going <laughs> everywhere. It's hitting the cage left Sweating. and right of you. And I've, I've realized, like, holy shit, when I'm at the range and I see people watching me and I'm, like, smoking the ball, you get, like, a little, you, like, look around, even without right. noticing it. You look around, you get kind of, like, your chest gets pumped up. The ego loves that but it's also sure. the opposite like it's when you're not playing well you it's real easy to feel like you want to crawl in the corner and get the fuck out of there you know right right i mean golf is such a hard game which we've talked about and i think the people that are able to do it well <laughs> most people don't do it well you, you quickly stand out and the driving range is a good example of that but you know you can't let that <laughs> You, you, so you got all these bad, you got all these bad, you know, not so great players watching you, and you're clearly the best one there. Good feeling, but you get a guy then that comes up to you who maybe he's even got a better swing than you. Does that change your? Does that change things? No. Well, yeah, I've noticed that too. It's like <laughs> you're starting to like, oh, this guy want to, you know, <laughs> this guy want to go right now. Like, you're, <laughs> you want to go out on the course and and play a nine hole match right now? And I mean. So your battle is you, you get defined by your surroundings. Well, That's it's, it, right? it's easy to be In defined your kitchen, yeah. by your game. And right. we've talked about this before, no, you, but even yeah. with me personally, especially when I'm with you guys and you guys all played in college, like people yeah. know that we run a golf podcast and people know that I love golf and that I go on right. a lot of golf trips. So, And they know that I play, you know, a decent amount once a week. And so I think it's easy in that sense to to identify with it and say, there's a lot of shoulds, basically. It's in, I'm a golfer. I should be playing well right now. I should be performing at a right. certain level. And I when you're not, should. it's like, there's yeah. these thoughts that come in with like, well, how, this guy plays a lot of golf and he's, he has a golf podcast and like, and he's not playing well? Like, I don't know. Right. You know, it's easy to like, right. it's easy to be scared of that versus if you go with this idea of, I don't give a shit, you know, I'm a decent player. I know that. So why don't I just fucking go have fun and stop worrying about it? Imagine if you lived your life the way that people play golf. I can't even imagine <laughs> living that way. Right. You're fucking scared and it's, thinking it's about a, what people a, think every a, second of every what, day. It's a what if life. Yeah. It's a terrible way to live. I'll tell terrible. you that much. 
Um, well, we we just went down a rabbit hole of what I was well, scared well, of. We're, we're, un, we're unpacking. We, <laughs> we've got a... You want to go into our segment? I think we should. Yeah. All right. We haven't done sad violin in a while. Well, so. Yeah. And this is kind of a depressing episode so far. You know? so <laughs> let's, just, let's just dive deeper. I mean, I wouldn't call it depressing. <laughs> I would say we're, you know... It's we're, a very honest and open episode. Yeah, it's too. an open episode. We're shining the light on things that people don't really talk about much. And not, hopefully not at the a lot end of light of it, right now. You know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We always got the light. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, why don't you go first? Because I just went into a lot of mine. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cue. I'm going to have the producer. Producer, you want to cue the music? Okay. All right. Go ahead, sir. What is Serm's biggest fear on the golf course? I have my biggest fear is hitting the ball left. As a right-handed player, it is the worst feeling, in, especially early in the round. If I pipe a drive left, <laughs> I start to really get some fear built up um, going forward. And uh, it becomes a true mental battle the rest of the round. Um, I am definitely afraid of hitting it left. I can hit it right, and I know how to fix that. When I hit it left, it's like I've lost all control of my swing that scares the hell out of me Ev and um, yeah I would say in 2019 I would say in the last 10 years hitting it left scares the hell out of me hashtag fear why why are you scared of hitting it left <laughs> it's it's well one it create you know it, I, it creates it's going to create a two way mess right because I, I generally miss the ball right but hitting it left is like oh god now I'm going to be missing it both ways today. So that, <laughs> it just, it just really, it really, it really bothers me, you know? And, uh, I just, a lot of tension comes in if I see hitting, hitting the ball left, you know, early in the round. So I really have to really have to get back to my routine and not try to overcorrect. Um, I find myself overcorrecting when I hit a left and mm-hmm. then you start seeing the ball going way right. Well, let's so, unpack that even more. Why are you scared of missing it two ways? And not knowing where your ball is going to go. Is it because, because you're scared Because then, there, of, then, then, there's, then there's no consistency, right? Yeah, but why do you need to be consistent? You what are you scared be, of? Are you I'm, scared of your friends seeing you shoot a high score? Or are you scared of shooting a high no, score? And are you identifying with that high score? What, what's making you so scared? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, Let's get to the I, root. It, it, it creates... You get scared because, yeah, you, you, you just think the chances of playing of shooting a good score are just diminishing. Right. And you, and you also think that all the time that you put in when you practice that it's not paying off, you know? Mm. So you lose, I, I lose, I lose the trust and hope in my abilities, you know, when I'm practicing or, or when I was practicing, like, are you, are you thinking the right things? And they're like, do I need to rethink this whole deal? You know, you put so much time into this and you mm. don't, you don't even have an idea of where the ball is going and hitting it, you know, when I, when I missing it left, just kind of would spiral things for me. You know, like that's... I just, just hitting it right. I, I, I can fix that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, Oh, I'm coming up a little bit out of it. got to stay down. Got to just rip a little, rotate a little harder. Hitting the left. Sometimes I'm on perfect balance. The ball just, you know, you hit a pull hook 280 yards. But it's like, what happened? Right. You know, hitting it right, it's like, oh, you came out of the shot, you know, you didn't, you know, your, your, you know, your chest comes up, you're just a little off balance, you just feel yeah. weak, you're not strong. Hitting it left, you feel strong, but out of control. At least that's in my experience. Yeah, that that's, that's a really good, that's a point that we haven't talked about yet, which is the, um, the time that you put into it. That, that's, that's a good one because it's, it's part of identifying with it. But it's also like, it's that point of I put all this time into this into this game, because I love. I think for both of us, it probably is. It's fun to work at something, and it's fun to see the fruits of your labor. Um, and yeah, it can be demoralizing when you spend so much time on something, and you're just not good at it one day, and you right. wonder why am I spending so much time on this thing that just buries my face in the dirt time after time, you know? Right. So then I'd be, you know, and when I, the times that I'd really struggled out on the golf course, I mean, I've had some lonely times, you know, oh, yeah. if, 
and lonely periods of time. And it's like, you, you stop trusting what you're doing. You feel like you can't figure it out. And then there's so much fear of, of shooting scores, you know, or that you, you don't even think you're capable of, but you can't break this cycle and it, you shoot those scores that you didn't think you were capable of. I think and, this um, goes back to the root of that most people feel, which is a thought of they're not good enough. Yeah, I mean, for me, Ev, you know, I grew up playing, you know, as a kid, seriously, in tournaments. And so I, I really d- didn't have maybe battle as much uh, what other people think, whether other players, whether they're better than that. That didn't, you know, if it, even if it, I was never a long hitter, guys used to hit it longer than me. It didn't really bother me. Sometimes it does bother people. But I, my fear would come from self-doubt and being too, you know, um, I always get too mechanical, right? And um, I always thought I needed to have a better swing, and you know, I, uh, I used to it, wonder that it too. Would, it would unravel. I used it, to it, wonder, it would, like, it would unravel that way, as you know. I used to wonder if people looked at my swing, could they tell if I was like, does my swing look good, you know? And then right. you go down the rabbit hole of trying to like make a swing that looks good, and you play like shit, and then you say, okay, forget that. I'm just going to swing how I swing, and then you start playing good again. It's a classic. Right. Um, um, so I, you know, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> it, the uh, self-doubt thing's real, though. Like, that's in life and in yes. golf. Like, yeah. the self-doubt, once you learn that you are who you are and only you know how you experience and think about yeah. things inside and know that everybody else has different perceptions and that's right. their problem, not yours. Um, and you start to have confidence in who you are, that's when things really start to turn around. That's yeah. golf and life. Right. I mean, I always, I was always trying to, to get better technically, but it was, and, and then like, I couldn't figure it out. Like I couldn't, like if I always tried to get, always wanted a prettier backswing. I was always a laid off swinger. I was like, oh, I need to be more down the line. And I just couldn't, I couldn't figure, I couldn't feel it. I couldn't do it. I'm like, how is this possible? You've taken more lessons in your life, you know everything about the game and you can't seem to figure out a simple concept. And then when you start thinking about all that, just it's <laughs> mechanics take over. You have no thought, you have no routine, you have no thought process, so much tension in your arms. Scared, you're scared where the ball is going to go. Yeah. That's it. All right. Well, I was going to do my sad violin, but you kind of mentioned it. So I think we can just move on because we're already at 38 minutes. I was going to say the <laughs> two way miss, too. The two way miss is the worst. Because you, you have no idea where it's going to go. And then I tell right. myself, I don't care. I'll, I'll let it go wherever. And then right. I'll just hit my next shot from wherever it lands and move on. It's quite simple, actually. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, let's talk about uh, negativity. Do you want to talk about negativity versus wonder? Like the different sure. approach that that is? So we've talked about this before. But Zen Golf, it's a really good book. If you guys are interested in this conversation, Zen Golf is like an incredible book that I read years ago. Um, But one of the things that it says, that it suggests as a practice, is to tally on your scorecard how many times you say something negative. It could be about yourself, could be about the day. And it's like, could be as simple as, oh, you fucking idiot. You know, when you hit a good shot, you don't even realize, or when you hit a bad shot, you don't even realize you say it. Or like, God damn it, I did it again. I knew I shouldn't have gone there. Like, that's another one. Um, Tally those up and see how many times you say something negative in your round. This is just, it's it's a simple tool to raise your awareness of the types of thoughts you're thinking. Um, And I guarantee you it's more than 18 around. I bet you there's one a whole. And what's beautiful about that is once you start tallying it up, by simply raising your awareness... It will naturally yeah. go down yeah, because you're more aware of it. So a lot of people play golf with negative self-talk. It's like, uh, you know, it's just a grind versus a, a, a feeling and a mentality of wonder of I wonder, uh, wonder what will happen today, you know? I wonder where – I wonder if I'll have like a really good, good shot today. I wonder – Right. Having a, you, get, you get to a tough hole and you're like, man, how am I going to do this? Right. Yeah. But with a smile on your face as opposed to like, oh, shit, how am I going to do that? How am I going to play this hole? Yeah. <laughs> you know like, I, I, mean? I wonder how I'm going to get up and down from behind right. that tree. Like, and right. you have fun with it. 
you know? I mean, it's an entirely different energy of playing with this feeling of dread and, oh, here we go again. That's heavy. You can feel the heaviness of that. Versus, oh, I wonder if I wonder if I can get up and down from over there when nobody thinks I can. Right. That's a light feeling, which then translates to, go back to the definition of fear, it's a belief, which is just a number of thoughts, with an emotion that's caused by the belief. The emotion has energy in it. The emotion has feeling and weight to it. So if you play with the sense of wonder, you're light, you're more free, there's less tension. Suddenly your physical tools become easier because it's more of a free-flowing swing than herky-jerky and, and bad tempo. You got better tempo. It, it's amazing right. that that simple switch, if you guys learn nothing else from this, I think a negative versus have wonder and, and open um, approach to the game and in right. life actually can have a huge impact on your game. Oh, totally, right? I mean, you, you, that's just basically finding the fun in the game, right? And not to be simplistic about it, but if you're not having any fun out there, you're just constantly grinding, right? Or constantly being negative or constantly feel like you're just having to overcome, you know, you're never going to make those strides. But if you actually enjoy what the game brings you, you know, in 18 holes of all these different kinds of shots and opportunities, right? I think, you know, you're looking, wonder ties into opportunity, right? Yeah. Yeah. You look at each shot as an opportunity. 100%. Now, right? And not an opportunity to find you, just an opportunity to, you know, have fun with the idea of, you know, playing it as a game as opposed to playing it as, a, you know, it's a, it's a chore, right? Or um, it's a game of golf. Yeah. You know? And it's so, so I think, I think it's probably, that's probably a big, I, I can see the wonder part really being beneficial for you. Because that gets you kind of caught back in your routine and the shot as opposed to some of the extracurriculars around you or the results that might come. Yeah, it's focusing on what you can control, you know, and what you can control is your approach and your process and how you think about things. And Well, for me, it's – I would probably – for me, I don't know if like – the whole idea wonder I agree with, but for me, it's kind of, it's negativity versus process. And I'll give you an example. I was playing in a scramble last week, <laughs> Ryder Cup style, but it's two on two. And my guy is a D player. So, um, you know, it's, it's like an a, we were a and a D versus an A and a C. So we kind of had a disadvantage. We ended up winning the match though. But on the 16th sure. hole, we actually three putted. The match was even. Okay. And I had a great shot on the green and they were grinding to get on to chip, to add the chip on, but we three putted. From we three put it from thirty feet up the hill. It was terrible, and <laughs> I, we th- we had a chance to go one up, going to seventeen. And my partner and he doesn't play a lot of golf, and you know, I kind of have to coach him through the round work. You know, create that chemistry and the positivity. He goes, "What are we gonna do, man?" He's like, "What are we gonna do?" I'm like, "I was just like, I was like, look, we didn't lose the hole. We got back on the cart. We made this playlist. Great playlist." And we had a bunch of trail mix. I'm so just like, hey, we're fine. let's get some trail mix. And we're talking, I'm talking about the song, right? Like, you know, it's just, that was kind of our routine all day, right? Drinking beers, eating trail mix and talking about this playlist, each song that we, you know, put on there. So it's, I missed the three or four footer. I was just like, well, let's just get back to what we've been doing all day. And it's kind of almost a distraction, right? Mm-hmm. But, but that process was some of those things I was talking about. As, as goofy as it sounds. You know, you got to create a theme for yourself each day. And for me, it's, yeah, I, I could have beat myself up, you know, which is easy to do. Just blew it. Just missed it. You know, just choke that whole way. But we just got back to the, just got back to the little things we talked about. And we won the match, won the next hole and halved 18, you know, so I don't know. Love it. So you went back to the just process, having fun, don't, don't care about the result. Right, it's it's, but it's like that repeated. Like I've been, we were doing that all day. Yeah, song. You know, you have a bad hole. Song comes on. It's, it's literally chipping away. It's right. It's, it's every just, shot, every hole. You chip away. You don't think about the end, and suddenly you've played a whole round of golf really well. That's, that's how right. it happens. I'm reading this book called Chop Wood, Carry Water by Eric Carmen, and it's about doing the same thing every day. This guy wants to be a great archer. 
but he wants to jump the gun. You, know, you got to chop wood and carry water every morning. Right? It's on the golf course. You got to do the same little things that create routine and create positivity. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because you know, it, it, it's almost like a little bit of a distraction. You know. Um, so that's that, that's that's me. That's how I beat negativity. Yeah. I mean, should we talk about Brooks and close it out? I mean, he's basically the example of how to do it, right? It's unbelievable. He right? doesn't even see himself as a golfer. Right. And he he's the I, best I, player in the world. I love that he I, I mean, he only he, he hits what? He hits balls for 10 minutes. He just he gets he hits balls to hit to get loose. Right. Not to work on his game. Yeah, there's no judgment on the range of, oh, I'm going to play well today or I'm not. He's just right. getting loose, which is another right. great lesson. That's a huge, that's a huge lesson, because right? We've all seen it. You hit him well on the range and you have a shitty round because your expectations are high. You hit him like shit right. on the range, you play well because you have zero expectations. So he's, don't have he, any expectations. <laughs> yeah, he's creating no expectations, no plans for his warm-up, and that really does translate well. Um, yeah, I think another thing with Brooks from a physical perspective, what's really amazing is he just, every swing kind of looks the same. He kind of really, really, he hits kind of, he hits that piercing cut, that baby cut pretty much all day. And it's just, I think that's just so dependable, you know? Um, yeah. So that's like the point of like, find what you do. And yeah. Do that. He doesn't have the prettiest looking swing. No, I remember right? Genk is telling me um, when we had him on the podcast, we talked about it after, after he was off the air. I think he said, like, if he tried to teach Brooks what he teaches, he wouldn't be able to hit it because Brooks' swing, the way that he comes right. through it, rotation. He, he, Brooks actually doesn't rotate much. You'll see, like, both his feet are on the ground. His, and so, yeah, he just he, he plays his game. You know, right. I mean, so there's he just there's no tension when he warms up, and it really translates well, especially with his putting too. You know, he doesn't. You don't see you don't see him come. You know, come up on putts or kind of jerk his stroke through, or and that's really amazing. You know what I mean? Like I think at the third round of the Open, he wasn't making, he wasn't really making anything, but they weren't bad putts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's golf, right? You're just some days you're going to make them, you're not. And then he goes to the WGC the next week. And his tempo, the way he approaches, I think, the game, it, it, you know, is just very kind of like you said. You know, you talk about not caring, being very carefree. It's it's, it's unbelievable. So we've been. I mean, this is how these episodes go. We just get into it, and suddenly it's 48 minutes later. Um, give some. Let's give one final thought of how people one key for each of us of how people can play and live with less fear um when you you want me to i i think i think have a have a dependable (laughs) routine um out on the golf course um in a in a way that 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 treats golf like a game Hmm. um um uh, you, at the end of the day, you've got to remember that it is a game and it is fun, and you know, find that, find that, find those little things that 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 keep you balanced out there and keep you thinking about, you know, keep that perspective. So find a find a routine that's calming and fun. Have fun, love that. So mine is uh, kind of a hybrid between life and golf advice, but mine is is that. You are either living in fear or you're not. There is no in-between. It's really fear or love. But I know people, you know, get up in arms if you start talking about love. But it's true. Um, If you feel that you are feeling a little bit uneasy, anxious, sad, heavy, low, it's it's caused by fear. So you got to think to yourself, okay, what am I really... What am I scared of right now? More times than not, it's going to be about trying to appease another or how someone thinks about you or that you're not enough. So for me, it's always about awareness and, and picking up on that stuff and being like, okay, well, you know, I'm not my thoughts and I'm not my ego. So I'm the person who watches what's happening. So if I'm the person that's watching what hap- what's happening, 
what's happening? Oh, I'm scared of like that weird look I got from that person I work with. And like, what did I do? And then it spirals out of control and suddenly you're feeling inadequate. And I think that's the same on the golf course. Like to your point, just live, try and live in, in a way of like, I wonder what's going to happen. And I'm totally cool with being along for the ride, you know, and I'm just going to have fun with it. It all comes, fear comes up from doubt, doubting yourself, doubting your abilities. Yeah. Right. And you know, it's those, those thoughts are always going to creep in, but as long as you can't let it define you, let the game reveal you, not define you. That's the other, that's the other one. Let the game reveal you, not define you. Okay, we got to end on that. That's a that's a mic drop moment right there. <laughs> Although, don't drop your mic. We need that mic for future episodes. Okay, I know it's got already got enough technical issues as as it has. So, so Ev, you're never going to play in fear again after this. No, and you guys are welcome. <laughs> you know, you're welcome for uh, you can just, changing just your life. It, grip it and rip it. One chipping away episode at a time. We're changing lives. Um, all right. Well, this was great as always. I'm glad we did it. I know you were really dying to get this fear episode out, sir. So appreciate yeah. that. And uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll post Shipping this tonight away. on Sunday, and uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. All right. All right.